Heard is an independent podcast. Each week we hear stories from the food lovers, misfits, and wanderers that make this community one of the best places to eat and drink. To support us, please visit www.patreon.com slash herd the podcast. I'm Sarah Matthew. Uh, I'm here uh, with the love of my life, Ryan. Oh, you're too I, sweet I to I have me. not seen you in what feels like six months. I know. I know. It does, it's been just busy, busy, busy. I lately. think so. Have you guys been busy up at the hill since the weather is yeah. starting to maybe be warm? Yeah, just because there's a lot more foot traffic, yep. for sure. Yep. Yeah, How was Taco sure. Tuesday? Good. Uh, we sold out everything other than, I think, two portions of beef. Awesome. Do you guys, I was assume Taco Tuesday gets pretty... Yeah, Pretty we have a lot of a lot of yeah. regulars, and a lot Good. of people. The warmer it gets, um, it can go either way because you have people yep. that you know are like, "Oh man, like I'd rather go to a food truck and not be yep. inside." Yeah, well, we have a, we're lucky. We have a lot of a lot of loyalty when it comes to like that's just part of their week. Yep, they go up there. They not only see you know the same people behind the bar and in the kitchen, but a lot of the same regulars now who know each other only because of that. Yep. So, yeah, good. I actually, uh, just the other day, I was at work at my other job and uh, had a couple people say, hey, what are you doing Tuesday? You want to go to Taco Tuesday? And it's mm-hmm. the only Taco Tuesday I know uh, what they're talking about. So shout out to Steph Hasmer <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> for yeah. always yeah. planning Taco oh, Tuesday. You know, Steph's going to be embarrassed that we mentioned her <laughs> name. I just saw, just saw her the other day as yep. well. Yes. Yep. Well, cool. Today we have, oh gosh, a 41-year industry veteran. Uh, Nathan, I want you to know that's how long I've been alive. <laughs> <laughs> I realize that, yeah. Just starting I off with that. that. I get that. Yes. Yeah. Been around a long time. Yes. Um, Nathan Derrickson, he's been around for a, a long time um, and has done a variety of different things. Um, currently working um, with Performance Food Service. That is correct. Which yes. keeps him very busy. Very busy, yes. Um, and so thank you for your time and thank you for coming to hang out with us. Well, I appreciate you having me. Yeah. So first question that we always ask is tell us um, tell us what happened 41 years ago. So 41 years ago, um, I, I'll start with this. Unlike, unlike most people in the industry, I did start as a dishwasher because i know you guys oh, did yeah. <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah yep. i yep. did so i i believe i'm, I'm still a dishwasher i know i still jump in every once in a while yep. i actually sold dishwashers and chemical for many mm-hmm. years so it's kind of you know it, it was it was kind of a natural progression but yeah i worked i started when i was 14 years old in wasa wisconsin obviously just down the road i had a mark's big boy and the busiest restaurant in town. That's when buffets were huge. Um, and I lived on the other side of town. In the summers, I would walk. I would. I would walk like eight miles at the end of the night, eleven, twelve o'clock after serving. You know, six, seven hundred people a day yep. off a of buffet, yep. and it was just oh, what a. Hor- I had the rubber apron and everything because we were so busy, mm-hmm. and it was just such nasty work. But it. But it. You know. It. it, it that how it's. That's how it started in the trenches for me. You know, built a work ethic. It was terrible work. I think I started out at four thirty-eight an hour, something like that. Yeah. Oh. And, but but then again, you know, it's, it it uh, kind of set me up for how I've how I've uh, progressed in the industry. But yes, it was. Uh, uh, I wouldn't. I would never recommend it to. Although my I did set it up for my kids. Both right. of them wash dishes when they first started because yeah. I well, knew it's a good that's, start. That's it's you know if you can do something this awful. 
not saying it's that awful, but it, it's not the, not the best job in the world. If you can do something this tough, well, then, you know, you can do anything. Yeah, yeah that's so, true. Both my sons have worked. At, just one still works in the industry, and the, and the other one did for, for four or five years. So. Mm-hmm. Speaking on the uh, buffet side of that, when you're like, when buffets were big, I went down the clickbait rabbit hole once or twice like we all have of all the <laughs> at restaurant what time of night ryan what, yeah well yeah, <laughs> or what time of the morning yeah yeah what time of the morning more, more or less but uh it, it was a list of all these places that used to be around that, that were buffets were, yeah that big something? buffet chains yeah. but they'd be like steakhouses right yeah you know, like, like the things you would think of now as simply gourmet right or you know you go to a steakhouse for that you know it was it, it was kind of shocking to me i mean it makes sense but I don't know Absolutely. how they – clearly there's a reason well, they didn't last. But. That's why, uh, um, uh, say, supper clubs with, uh, with uh, um, salad bars are still oh, popular. Yep. You know, it's, it's just kind of – there's not that many, and they, they still kill it because, oh, they've got a great salad bar. Okay. And then, and then what typically happens then is people, they get, to their, they get to their meal, and it's like oh, a couple of bites. Oh, I'm full. It goes in a box, and it goes home. Yes. Yeah. Because, well, <laughs> because they load up on that salad bar. Absolutely. And I remember growing up – um, anytime we had some kind of like sport event or like end of season party or something, um, it was always at insert this buffet here. But I, growing up, um, you know, on the, on the West Coast, um, up in the, like the Pacific Northwest area, um, we had, again, a Sizzler, the Sizzler. Sure. And it was the steak and seafood buffet and boy, were we fancy. I remember <laughs> it being like, we're going to the Sizzler tonight. And it was. It was like the buffet where at the very end there's a guy carving prime rib and actually carving, actually carving, and that was just. (laughs) And then you know, and I, I, it had the quintessential '80s vibe of welcome to this buffet. Yeah, just miles of food. Miles of food everywhere. Yeah, on the buffet side too. You have uh, like I mean, I mean, I say it myself, but growing up, one of my favorite things was. Going to Pizza Del Rey. Right. Oh, sure. Because I, I still think their salad bar is, mm-hmm. you know, the, the best around. Mm-hmm. But then you also think about it and you're like, but what else is there? Yeah. So, you know, it was my first introduction as a kid and, and uh, my mom loved it. So we would always go there and I ate more salad bar than I did the Absolutely. pizza. Line. That's funny. My Absolutely. mom loved it too. And yeah. I, I swore off them many years ago and I, and I love I love uh, Chinese slash Asian, and I know there's oh, still yep. a few around, yep. but I just like, and some of them are really good. I just, no, I can't do it because I know. You know, yeah. I, I, I already have a weight problem. I don't need to, <laughs> I don't need well, to I, take it to this. I should know how much is there and how, you know, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I consider myself a buffet connoisseur when it Absolutely. comes to right. eating terribly. Absolutely. Um, like, you go to like, you know, obviously we grew up having like China buffet and stuff yeah. like that. I learned through the years like uh pan asia i don't even know if they still do it but they were smart because they were all like extra shallow pans so oh, they sure. had to constantly rotate it so nothing got dried out yep. and you'd pay like 20 dollars. i mean it was only on the main line only like 12 items and they were all like the key sellers but yep. sure yeah that was that was worth it but then you go to like you know no longer around so i can i can bring it up but like great wall and uh i, I loved it but at the same time, looking back, I'm like, oh, what my stomach must have gone through. Building my immune system. You got to build that immune system. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I actually, I, that was actually where we went for my first winter carnival. Yeah. Yeah. Because I went to we went to Great Wall Buffet. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Classy. We were yeah. Very classy. Very cool. Yeah, very yep. classy. <laughs> I do see, um, even today, um, 
you know, especially on like the Eau Claire Foodies Facebook page, um, that there still there still is that that holdout for some people that hey, are there any buffets? Are there any this? Are there any that? Are there any fish fry buffets? And Don't say it again. You still right, have right. you still have those people though that and and I get it. Yeah. I get it. I grew up in the in the height of the buffet world and I uh. It's a it's an interesting concept. Well, I just decided a long time ago too that all you can eat just means a belly ache. It really does, and then, and it's like, okay, yep. I'm gonna sleep the whole next day. Yep. So it, for me, it it, it just kind of stopped. I Dep- don't. Eat yeah, that depending much on where you where you went to, there's the age old stereotype that if you went to a you know Chinese buffet an hour later, you're gonna be hungry. You're again. gonna be hungry yeah. again. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. You're eating more of the the grease than you were anything else. But. Yep. I do appreciate the supper club vibe. I'd never been to a supper club until I moved here. And there's something about that kitschy 1970s. And for me, the, the tackier, the, the building, the tackier, the, the decor, the older, the feel, the more I love it. There's something to that. You know, I, I, I can appreciate, although, although there are some, there are newer ones out here that yes. actually invested money in their building and, and, and uh, are, are able to give the same quality food mm-hmm. and same uh, quality service that are very good in the area, um, but it's but it's kind of it, it's kind of disappearing a little bit around here as far as as far as those old school buildings that are very dark inside and they have vinyl booths and they yep. they and, do or you get the, the relish tray and, and the relish tray yeah yeah, yeah that's, yeah, that's kinda, kinda, so so kinda sad kind of yeah. going away so Cut. sad when uh, I I was late to the party on it. Um, I only got to go there a handful of times, but I loved it every time, and it made you feel, I don't know, special, was uh, the Connells in Minnesota, yeah. and that's because they always had the same guy behind the bar most of the time. You could go there on a Sunday night at 8 o'clock, and, you know, your, your relish tray came, you know, to warm, warm, the, yep. warm the butter. You had yep. an actual candle underneath. Now, you can yes. still see him. Yeah, yeah. Actually, he's out at Wasota Lodge. Is he? And oh, he, is he? Yeah, that's, yeah. that's Neil. And yeah. actually, the uh, Neil. I feel like right. I, the man, the legend. Yeah, he is definitely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah well, he has a wonderful. And, and he makes his old fashioned his way. So don't don't try and do anything yep. else. Right. And it is, and they and they kill it out there. They're doing a great job. They've got a great vibe. Um, they also they have. It's it's the strangest thing not to not to build them up too much, but no. they're a great customer and great people. But they have something like a hundred plus years experience in the back of the house and the, and the front of the house, and it's it's just it's cool as heck. Dave Fisher is better than yep. he's ever been. He's been running the kitchen for a few years now, and it's just just another one of those. I, I like I like the old guys because I am one now, mm-hmm. you yep. know. So it's just kind of it's it's uh, um, there's a there's a lot of history and a lot of it has to do with the supper club vibe. Going back to Connell's a little bit, um, uh, Lynn McDonough, the mm-hmm. the uh, former the original owner who passed away. You know, one time he had six restaurants running at one time. I that, believe that. that. He was, wow. That he was really? Running. It's just, just an amazing, amazing mm-hmm. man, great guy. And uh, they just, they uh, they love to serve the public. And they just, it was just a cool vibe with, with in the supper club realm. And, and uh, God bless him, you know, for that. So Yeah. yeah. There yeah. are days as, as an owner where I, I hear things like that or I meet other owners, um, who have owned a, a numerous restaurants at the same time. Um, you know, I think about Henry Chan that owns um, Shanghai Bistro and his just outside of the, the restaurants that he owns, just his sheer resume of experience as an owner and successfully running 
Um, because even if a restaurant closes, doesn't necessarily mean it wasn't successful. Um, but successfully running that many restaurants, especially at the same time, or people like Lynn, where at one point had six restaurants actively open. I think about that, and I think about my little bubble of this one, and just how... How would you do that? I, right. You yeah, know, yeah. some days <laughs> I, it's very, very hard to, to run one, but to stand up and to say, I'm going to do more than one. I'm going to go further. I'm going to push this harder. I'm going to open what I want to open, and I'm going to do it successfully. Um, really just takes a set of balls that I yeah. really hope to yeah. have one day. Yeah, I I hope to. I, I believe that you could. And I also hope that I never get those set of balls because it just just the thought of the that gives me anxiety. It's scary. No, it it is a lot. I mean, you got to have a lot of confidence or a lot of fake it till you make it. Yeah, that is for sure. A lot of fake it till you make it, and and they fake it so well because then they make it, and then you didn't know that they ever faked it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, to go back to you know? uh, what you were saying that you that you love the. Uh, you know, the old guys, I, I like to, you know, and I've gotten it before where I'm like, you know, I think I, I was born 80 years old. Like, mm-hmm. my demeanor has always been around the neighborhood bar of, like, like I'm going to do my best to know exactly what you drink, you know, ask you how your kids are doing, sure. how's your, how your family is. Um, it's, uh, it, you know, it's, there's just something about that, that, that feeling that also, you know, like you said, comes with the supper club of, um, feeling very connected, mm-hmm. you, know, you don't feel oh, like absolutely. you're you're a number. You feel like you know, yes, that people do things their way, like you said with Neil and his old fashions, yep. where it's like, nope, I'm not budging on this. I've been doing this like this forever. You know, order something else. Then mm-hmm. uh, I have that, st- mm-hmm. not I won't call it stubbornness, but just I'm gonna do it this way. And you know, not everyone's gonna like that side of things but people that's the same reason why i love places yep. that are that they're they're set because you know what you're getting you know who you're coming to see yes you know, and those it's not going to change on you yep those yeah. traditions are there for a reason yeah um and and should be very much appreciated um but that you know then you go into things that you that, that you think should be appreciated and shouldn't be appreciated and then you talk about the generations yeah. and what we appreciate now and what we don't appreciate now and um I have always felt that I was, I'm stuck in this generation where, um, you know, we were, we weren't obviously not boomers, obviously not millennials, but this middle of the road where I still very much appreciate anything tradition, um, and have fallen in love with everything, um, Midwestern and small town that I didn't have growing up. Um, and so to me, knowing that Neil makes an old fashioned, a certain way that you can only find there and how he does it that to me I'm like sign me up when do I have time to go because I just think it's the coolest thing um but you know do you remember uh and I know I know Sarah you wouldn't because they're not from like around here in that that era but uh uh white the white house yes yeah I I was yeah yeah, I was uh I was actually talking talking with my my dad about that the other day because that used to be yeah he used to bowl at Wagner's back in the day and, and they would always go uh, next door, and they yeah they they'd go over into the White House, White House Steakhouse, and and eat. And I just remember it being a tiny white building, you know. It exactly, wasn't very yeah. it wasn't very big. Yeah, yeah. It's over over where uh, Wisco's is now. That was oh, okay. Or, that, in that area, but. that was the first place. So I moved I moved to Eau Claire in '92. My now ex-wife was going to university, and I decided that yes, I'm we you know I want to get married, and I was. So what what I had done up to that point, I um, went from uh, Wausau, I moved up to the Baldwin area, which is near Hudson, and 
it's kind of that direction. I had family over there, but I worked at greasy. I worked at truck stops, and there's another. It's like trial by fire. If you can't keep up, you, you're not going to make yep. it. It was, you know, I I was the guy who did. We did Saturday afternoon shifts where I come in like five to nine split shift, and I go home for like three hours. Not really. And then come back and work midnight to four in the morning because oh, of because of yeah. bar clothes. And everybody went out after bar clothes. And apparently no one ever got picked up for drunk driving. But <laughs> um, but and, and then I, I, I flipped back. There was a supper club over there. I flipped back between these three places right off the freeway. Um, but uh, so that, so anyways, back to, to White House. It was the first place I applied here. And Dave Fisher was running. I walked into his office all black, black leather, big yeah. mahogany desk and Dave, cool cat, you know, I was like, oh, okay, what am I going to tell this guy? Um, well, let me ask you this, he says, and I can't remember the full, but this is a key of the, of the interview I remember. It's like, so do you know, do you know how to make a hollandaise sauce? It's like, yeah, you, uh, <laughs> you, you open the bag of Knorr, K-N-O-R-R, and you follow the directions. And I, I didn't get a call back for some reason. So, and, so I can appreciate that so much. So we serve Benedict's every day here now. And uh, we do not have anything downstairs uh, that's spelled K-N-O-R-R. Um, <laughs> we, uh, we drop the money for however many eggs, uh, the 80 dozen eggs a week that we buy. Sure. God, shout out to Amanda, Pasture Poultry, um, and all the eggs she brings us. And um, I will tell you, um, it's, that's the one thing, if you go back to the kitchen and you mention the, the holly sauce, it is... Is it going to break? Is it not going to break? Right. Is it going <laughs> to, what are, how do we keep it here? One day we store it here. One day we store it here. Mm-hmm. Um, do we make it, you know, do you make it every day? Can you stretch it out another day? Can you, yes. Some, so the egg yolk to the, you know, to the butter ratio, can we, can we fix that? To d- and so I will tell you that I can very much appreciate that question. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I do have, so that, that, that kind of, that progression to it, that took me, at some point, took me to Fanny Hill, where I worked yeah. at a Oh, good, good I, place. I was yeah. uh, sous chef under John Maisie, and uh, um, very talented guy. He's not in, he's not in the business anymore, um, but, but he worked for Lafitte's Landing in, uh, somewhere in Louisiana, under one of the top chefs in the world, Yeah. Uh, and and uh, and that hollandaise recipe, maybe I'll give it to you, but it will. You can actually bring it back the second day. But yeah. it's like every day that it's like. And we had the same thing. Will it break? Will it break? You do mm-hmm. it right, it won't break. Is the kitchen too hot? Is it too exactly. cold? Exactly. Yep. You know, and it's. But it. But it's. Uh, but it's. It's funny. I mean, that was. That was so. So when I when I first started, I think I worked. I worked for Casey at the Country Club for a hot minute. Yeah, it didn't work out either. He was. Very another very talented guy, and I also worked then then moved right over to Sweetwaters. Worked there for a couple of years for uh, Jim Erickson. As Guy Logan was walking out the door, I remember something like, "Guy, we don't have any steak." I was a broiler chef. Guy, we don't have any steaks on the line. He's walking around the corner. He's got a pan. He's he's tossing he's tossing the stuff in the pan. He says, "What do I care? I'm gone next week." <laughs> yeah. So I worked for him for less than a week. But uh, and he's a he's a great customer and a friend now and uh, um, they still they're still doing great things at Hooligan. That's and, yeah, that's oh so gosh, funny that you brought yeah, up Fanny that Hill because that was uh, that was actually my first off my parents had their wedding reception there and I <laughs> they still I'm glad it was one of those things they didn't lose where they still have the tape because it it's a refresher what it looked like in there right. um, and now that that is you know unfortunately you know sold and it's gone sure. now but. Uh, we used to go out there every Halloween 
Sure. Uh, yeah, because the they would have all the pumpkins lined up, yes. and uh, and the little uh, shed on the side would sell cider, hot chocolate, and the, like the eclectic like pumpkin cookies. Mm-hmm. And then you'd walk like the haunted trail that they, you know, made the mistake of hiring high school kids to run <laughs> where they just wouldn't quit. I remember, Absolutely. I remember walking down, and I was like five, and I was crying, bawling, because I was scared. My dad picked me up. And uh, and I'm over his shoulder, and he can't figure out why I'm still just losing it. He turns around. The guy didn't quit, like, right behind us. Right. And I thought my dad was going to hit a high school kid because he's like, are you serious? And, then, you know, my dad was in the booze business, too. He's not, he, he ain't, he's not a softie. He turned around, and he was like, really? Like, do you see what's going on? And then, uh, yeah, it was my first big place to go for uh, – good good like really good food where i felt like i wasn't in eau claire because we would go for the sunday brunch and i remember being able to walk around and you you had all the stations you know like your waffles omelets Mm -hmm. uh like the parfaits for dessert i remember being in awe of you know you had the chefs you had the chefs with the traditional hat and it was you know it was almost intimidating but you felt like you know you were uh like it was, you felt like it was a once a year thing and you were you were lucky to be there and I'm lucky that I got to uh, actually see a couple shows there at the dinner theater but and, it was and they were fun yeah they were they were fun and it wasn't it wasn't as as stuffy of a place as you would think it would be not at all yeah really. for the way it was it, it, yeah it was and it had gorgeous grounds yeah I mean uh, I I don't know if I'm right here but I think when they when they got rid of it it ended up going to the boys and girls club or something like that I've I thought, I thought maybe a church. I think it's uh, a church. Is it a church? Yeah. yeah, I couldn't. I yeah. couldn't remember. I knew it was being kind of like Thanks. donated. I, but, I uh, think so. Yeah. 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 yeah but that was uh, that was a, a a huge part of my childhood because I'd go to school and I'd brag that like. Oh yeah, what'd you guys do on Sunday after church? <laughs> like, you know, I, w- I went out to Fanny Hill. You felt all Ooh, fancy. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, I, we were actually just talking about Fanny Hill. Um, another nurse that I work with, uh, shout out to Tammy, um, was telling me that that's where they would spend uh, every Christmas. They would go as a family, and they would go to Fanny Hill. And yeah, Christmas she, shows are fantastic. Sh- yep, she said that it was beautiful. That is yeah. their their best family Christmas memory was every year going out to Fanny Hill. And so here I am, like, well, when I moved here, the Fanny Hill sign was still up. Um, it, it was not open and yep. had not been open for some time, but the sign was still there, and I remember – um, asking my mother-in-law, what, what is Fanny Hill? Because I drove past it every day yep. uh, getting to her house. What is Fanny Hill? And she would just say, oh, it was this and this and this. And, oh, it was so cool. And it was this and this. And so you hear all these stories. And I, it, it was a place that I, I do wish I could have experienced right. because Funny people have so cool. many Funny story stories. And uh, uh, just on the aspect of sticking, I guess, with the Fanny Hill reminiscent situation here, uh, I'm ashamed to admit my last memory of going there was probably in the, I guess it was its last year, second to last year being open. Its hours were real cut. There were very few shows. Everyone kind of knew what was coming type of thing. And they would do a, uh, you would get a cert, well, certain amount of dinner for free if it was your birthday at that point. Oh, sure. And you'll like this because it was, uh, Sarah, it was Jesse Nolan. Shout out Jesse to Jesse uh, and <laughs> and a good good buddy of ours, Gordon Altizer, who actually helps manage it or run a uh, a bar and restaurant out in Hayward. But uh, it was Gordon's birthday, I believe it was Gordon's birthday. But we went out there and uh, we, they sat us in like the half dark. I think there was only two other people at tables in the dinner theater oh, area. Boy. So you're oh, sitting yeah. there 
And I mean, we were like 22. And they come over and Jesse and Gordon get their food. I get mine. And they're like, what do you want to drink? And I'll never forget Gordon going. You could tell the server was like new. Because can we have like two pitchers of Bud Light? And she goes, uh, hold on. Come, comes back out with their manager. Her manager goes, we don't serve pitchers here. It's Fanny Hill. We can give you a co- <laughs> like a couple of glasses of Bud Light. And I just remember being like, this is embarrassing when I look back Fanny on it. Like well, I went from being like high-end brunch, high-end brunch, and I feel fancy to trying to order pitchers of Bud Light at 22. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but, but, but at, least I, at least I could say I got, to, I got to go there as a, well, I guess legally an adult. But yep. Uh, but yeah, so at least I got my little funny farewell story out of it. You know? Sure. Uh, so Nathan, I know that you um, do take part in some food show competitions. Yes. Um, can you tell our listeners anything that is coming up um, that you know of that would be? Um, we also we'd like to plug anything cool, well, food related. So, um, and I, and I did post on foodies as did uh princeton valley our friend Corey won the uh award winning award winning champion Corey the champion glanville yeah. <laughs> right right and you know and they loved it it's, it's going great for him it, it you know it was a it was a great thing to do so I think we we're going to do that every Princeton. show. What's we, that? Oh, yeah. We fan oh, yeah. girl oh, you Princeton do. Valley. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we, well, yes. Princeton shares a lot of, uh, well, we, we, when they first opened, yeah, we would call it, uh, we would call it our, our the, like the Hilltop Country Club almost because yeah. everybody out there between, you know, Mariah and Corey. Oh, and, sure. yeah, and Mariah, yep. you know, shout out to Mariah. She works for the, the Hill as well. And Allie, and Allie, who owns it. Yep. Uh, well, and Josh, obviously, but on the alley side, her and I knew each other forever, and she actually worked for us at Hilltop, and then you know, and then her and Josh actually bought sure. a house down the street that was one of our heart, like to this day, like historic families at Hilltop. They bought that their old house without knowing it, so they were connected. But yeah, oh, gotcha. we fangirl we fan the hell out of Princeton. Prince, yes. <laughs> yep. So that so that spring show that was our first. We did a chopped both days as well as a uh the burger competition both days there was sunday monday uh food show now in the fall we do a and it's typically middle october we we do a, a one day show and i believe we're going to bring it back but they haven't decided what they're going to do yet and down the road we'll we'll uh figure that out but i would i would assume they're still going to do two different competitions and it should be a blast we had such a great time with it the customers loved it yeah. It was a great promotional tool, and and uh, I had uh, you know four fantastic uh, chefs slash cooks from the area that all did a great job, and all have you know all work for great businesses or own great businesses, mm-hmm. and it, I I couldn't have been more happy the way it turned out. So, yeah. and these are you're pretty good at uh, these things get posted to I know the foodies page, right? And so that's always a thing to keep an eye out to. Um, foodies page yeah well i will say uh it was very nice to meet you and i'm glad to hear that we know so many of the same people such as the industry um i like that we were able to also was able to converse with somebody who remembers (laughs) all the things i remember from my childhood calling you old again i guess yeah that's just the theme of the the episode but but, uh yeah i I, own that yeah (laughs) but i could say our distinguished guest today we we, we loved having you on i'm sure we'll have you have you on again at some point but thank you for taking the time thank you so much absolutely i'd love to do it thanks for having me all right talk to you guys soon ryan
All right. You're going to make As me send always. this one out? All right. All right. Yeah, thanks, everybody, for listening. And Sarah, thanks for being my co-pilot on this. Always. Have a good week, everybody.